Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai. Welcome back. You are watching Luck on Sunday. It's been some considerable time that I've wanted to have my next guest on the show and circumstances have conspired against us, but I have secured him now. He is quite simply one of the most recognisable faces in horse racing and quite often one of the most talked about, particularly at the moment for reasons that will become clear very shortly. He has been part of the racing firmament and furniture since the 1960s, when at the age of 22 he became the youngest commentator ever on the Grand National, subsequent to which he has worked for the BBC, for ITV, for Channel 4 Racing, where he really became a household name. He's been involved in some of the great stories of the sport. He's been involved in some of the most notorious controversies in the sport. He is always colourful, frequently entertaining and certainly worth spending half an hour or so with. And more recently, he has risen to fame in a rather more surprising way for, for this. If you're racing at Doncaster, this is the place to stay. It's the Crown Hotel at Bawtry. Come inside. And this is the bar. This is definitely the place to be. Are you well? I thought you were. I'm going to have a glass of champagne. Give me one of those. Look at this. Well, this is fantastic. Cheers, girls. Cheers. This really is a glass chandelier that adorns the marvellous restaurant here. This is absolutely fantastic. Enjoying this. It's wonderful. Come and enjoy it with us. This is one of the executive suites, and this, of course, is the wet bathroom. Oh, sorry, girls. And look at this. You can even watch a flat screen in bed. And I've got to tell you, there's something in the hotel bedroom here that you'll never find in any other hotel in Britain. He is, of course, Derek Tomo Thompson. Tomo, good to have you on Luck on Sunday. Are you well? I thought you were. <laughs> yes, we had to start now, with that. It, it had to happen, I grant mm. you. Now, this was filmed eight years ago, mm, this was. promo for the Crown Hotel in, in Bawtry. Yeah. Are you slightly amazed by the reaction this has had? This, you're, you're, you're suddenly part of the zeitgeist again, courtesy of Greg James it's on Radio Greg 1. Greg James, who does the early morning show between 7 and 10 on, on Radio 1. I thought Simon Bates did, but of course that was a long time ago. <laughs> so Greg started doing this about four weeks ago, and I started getting phone calls. Tom, oh, you're on the Greg James show. What? What? What's all this about? And apparently they've put the music to Medusa now. You know, yeah. are you well? I thought you were. And apparently it's zooming up the charts. <laughs> so it's all his fault. I, I blame Greg, who is playing incidentally at uh, Cheltenham and uh, the Guineas at Newmarket, so, so you've you, got to come and see. And have you have you spoken to him and met him and talked <clears> about this? No, you? I've never met the guy before. Uh, we've we've talked, we've emailed and stuff mm. like that. And he wants me to to come on and appear <laughs> after racing, you know, with the music playing and all that. But it, it, it is incredible. It's embarrassing that you know. But they talk about the partridge factor, you know, and it, it's it's a bit silly, but it's incredible. We've had five hundred eighty-seven thousand hits with that. So it's getting people involved, it's getting people racing, uh, and I think we've got a free night at the hotel whenever we want one, haven't we? <laughs> the last two sentences have just embodied Tomo, because you said it's embarrassing, yeah. but then you embrace it. Oh, absolutely. And you go with it. Yeah. See, because for most of us who, who are a bit more self-conscious... If we're embarrassed by something, we don't embrace it. But that, that you, you just get stuck in. You're so, you, you, you embrace everything you do you completely wholeheartedly. You know, when you're reading a newspaper, you, you, you can turn the page back if you think there's been a mistake. But with TV, you're live. 
you just do it. Mm. You can't, you can stop and say, well, re-record that again. But you're, you're the same as me. I like doing it in one hit. And if it goes wrong, it's rather nice. People say, they never say, you did well the other day, but they say, oh, you got that wrong the mm. other day. And I rather, I rather like it. I, I think it's fun. And it's 587,000 hits. Now, if I'd just done a normal, nobody would have seen it. That wasn't put on or anything like that. No. That was just, just natural. Yes, of course. But it's that natural enthusiasm. Damn right. And it's just keep, keep going. Absolutely. And it doesn't really matter how it comes out. This is me. Yes, it does matter. We do the homework. Mm -hmm. You know, we know there's a, a crystal chandelier. We know there's a whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, we try and do all our homework. But You knew there were two girls in the sauna. <laughs> of course, we planted them there. But, uh, you know, uh, you, you wouldn't be allowed to do that now. And by the way, what was the secret thing that it never, you see in any, ne, ne, you'll never see well, in any other hotel? Having, having stayed there, I know the answer yes, to the question. Yes, you do. Which You've is been that, in that bar. That there's, there you could have been in the video. I, I, could, I could have been. There's a, there's a bit of me that's sorry that I wasn't, and there's a little bit of me that's quite pleased I wasn't. <laughs> um, they, they, there's black loo paper in the bar. true. Which I, for some bizarre reason, I I've never quite, this, yeah. never quite figured it out. No. Um, but, Tomo... In your in your in your book, you say, um, uh, the first page of your book, you say, I don't know where Tomo ends and where Derek begins, or where Derek Thompson begins and and Tomo ends, that? or hmm. whether it's all a performance or whether there's a bit of me that's not a performer. But you 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 leave us to our, answer the question. So is that there that Crown Hotel Bawtry video? Is that? you the real Derek Thompson, or is that Tomo the performer, or are they one and the same thing? You ask the family, they might say, no, that's not the performer, thank goodness. But, um, yes, there's a little bit, we're very lucky, you know, we have to put on a show, you know, you have to put on a show, you're spot on, you've delivered a 30-second piece to, to camera without saying, uh, he's the only <laughs> man I know who never says, uh, honestly, aren't you? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but it, 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 I don't have as quick a brain as that, so sometimes things get a bit out of whatever. But racing, I think, is to be enjoyed. It can get yeah. very serious. He's got a rating of 145, he's taken on a 137. Oh, come on, let's, let's make it more interesting. Let's try and get it. This horse, this jockey, you know, so when we're talking about, I was talking to Ryan Moore the other day. Did you know he goes for two 5K runs every morning before 9 o'clock? Things like that, which I think are interesting. In the old days, we could say, Frank, you know, who was he out with last night or whatever. But those are the things that I think people like. And I think it's not missing these days, but I like to make sport enjoyable. It's deadly serious. I do my homework perhaps more than anybody. Um, but at the same time, I like to make it fun. Isn't that what life's all about? What sucked you into the sport in the first place? What was oh. it about the game that made you think, I really want to work in that? I was six years old. My father took me to Stockton Racecourse, as it was then. And I can tell you every winner. I saw the, the, the money changing hands, uh, the smell, everything. Uh, to this day, I still enjoy it. I used to get the bus there when I was 11 years old. I used to get into the silver ring. I'd jump over the wall when the policeman wasn't looking so I could get into the members. And I'll tell you a true story. Years and years ago, <clears throat> Bob Champion and I, Bob is my best friend. We grew up together. Mm -hmm. We went to Redco Races. His dad uh, used to drive the knack wagon. We used to go with him. He used to do the, he was the local huntsman. That's where we looked to ride. And we got there one day, and John Rickman, do you remember John Rickman? Mm -hmm. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, all that. He interviewed us, and he said to me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to be a TV racing presenter like you. I was eight years old. And he said to Bob, who was 10 years old, what do you want to be when you grow up? He said, I want to ride the winner of the Grand National. Incredible. And both of these dreams yeah. came true. 
And by the way, Bob, I had coffee with him last night uh, at the Racing Museum uh, Cafe in Newmarket. Um, he's just got the all clear after 40 years, after 40 years from getting cancer. And he was there on Friday getting his test. He's got the all clear again. Incredible. You know, he's raised 15 million for the Cancer Trust. It's quite remarkable. And it's... he's completely de devoted to, oh. to, to raising money and, and does so on a, on a daily basis. 15 million pounds 15. for the Royal Marsden. And he used to ride for your, for your mum and dad, didn't he? He did. He did. He, did. he rode a horse called Flying Orchid for them back in the 70s. Yeah. One used to win at Toaster and, and Chepstow. Right. Enough, Paul Kellaway was the first person to win on the horse. Um, Paul was mentioned. But by the way, Paul Kellaway trained Donegal Prince, won the 82 Thank you, Tom. Ridden by John Franco. Thank you, Tom. Just I, in I, case I, yes, you forgot. No, no, no. We, we, we got. We, 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 we definitely got there. It's not the first time, and it's not the last. We have worked together uh, several times in the past. Um, talk to me about how you are now, health-wise, because you suffered with cancer yourself um, six, seven years ago. You wrote the book Too Busy to Die, which was, I suppose, quite quite a controversial title for the book in, it was, in some ways, but, but very apt for you. It was Glenn Tubby who came up with it, uh, the um, manager at, at Yarmouth. And good to see you've got it on your, your shelf. Yes, good that, to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Too Busy to Die was true. When I got the word, um, the, the, the surgeon was sitting where you are. My wife and I were sitting here. And he said, by the way, you've got uh, cancer, just like that. Uh, right. He says, I want you in tomorrow. This was in Addenbrooke's in Cambridge. So I want you in tomorrow. I said, I can't do tomorrow. It's Royal Ascot opening day. It's Frankel. And he gave me a look. My wife gave me a look. Uh, he said, OK, Wednesday. So I saw Frankel, which is great. And then I went in and had the surgery, then did the chemo, uh, which wasn't easy. I walked into this room, chemo room, it's called. There's about 50 people. And I was stunned. They all looked as if they were dying, which is not a silly thing to say, but it struck me. Come on, they're here to get well. That's what chemo does. You know, it'll get rid of the cancer and make you well. Mm. So you could either lie down or sit in a chair. Uh, so I said, right, I'm sitting in a chair. So I got my notes out. I got my thing out, pumping away. Um, and one day I, I opened a bedding shop. I did the chemo in the morning, opened a bedding shop in Huntington in the afternoon, and then came back and got more chemo. I was absolutely gone by six o'clock at night. Um, it was it was hard, but it was a, a friend of mine who, who suggested perhaps working one or two days a week. So if he could work one or two days a week, I could work more. And to keep that focus, uh, and Henry Cecil is going through the the same thing. You know, to keep your focus on it. And I'm proud I I did it. One day it went wrong. Uh, the chemo was bad, and I started burning up and literally collapsed in the chair. And the, I had five people dragging me onto a bed and they were pumping me and everything. And the next thing I remember was Bob Champion at the end of the bed. Five hours later, I up my eyes and there was Champ. And he said, you've caused a bit of excitement here today. Mm. Mm. And did you think then, I've got to stop this? I've got to, I've no. got to reappraise no. how I... No. Do it. Do it. I mean, Tomo, you take, you take workaholic to a whole new level. I, I work a lot. Mm. I, know, I know in this industry, especially when you're self-employed, mm. you... You've got the fear of not having the, the job. Yeah. You've got all sorts of things spurring you on. You've you... got young kids. Yeah. You've, got to pay, you've got to pay the bills. I get it. I but get you, you do take it to a whole new level and always have done. What, what do you think is inside you that, that made you like that? Is it something from your parents? You. Yeah. When my father died, he was a very successful guy um, about 30 years ago. And I remember him dying. He, died, he had cancer. 
He was at James Cook Hospital in Middlesbrough. Sadly, my mother passed away a, a few weeks ago as well. She was a brilliant lady. At 100, aged 100? 100 years old. Yeah. She was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. And um, I, I felt as if the safety net had gone, which perhaps a lot of people might feel when the dad, you know, who mm -hmm. provides. And from that day, I, I made a vow when I came out, never, ever take a day off. And I don't think I've taken a day off since then. And it was that that drove you to this right. philosophy? To make certain that I could always provide, always. And th there is a fear, you get old, people don't want you anymore, whatever, but that drives you on. You, 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 it, right, I'll open that door instead of that door. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like driving along and you, that lane's stuck, so you try the other lane. I know that's a silly thing to say, but uh, Saeed Bin Suru hasn't had a day off in 25 years, and he's won nine Dubai World Cups. So it, it, it works for me. You're, reading your book, you are, you are quite self-critical. Oh, yeah. And you have an acute awareness of what people take the mickey out of you for. Yeah. I.e. being quite fond of money, uh, not wishing to part with it particularly easily. And, that is completely uh, untrue, and as work, you know. And working, <laughs> and working too much at the expense of whatever else might be going on in your life. But you beat yourself up quite a lot about all those things. Mm. So there is a self-awareness of it. Oh, yes. But you're not apologetic. Oh, yes, if I made a mistake, yes, I'm, I'm the first one to, to apologise. But no, I, 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 I'm, it, it's not an act. I, I enjoy it. Mm. We are paid to go to the races. Mm. Other people have to work. You know when we stop for a bottle of Lucasade or a Mars bar at a shop? We're in there 60 seconds. Those people who are in that corner shop are there from 8 in the morning, sometimes till 8 at night. They can't leave to go racing. You know, talk to some of the most famous people in the world. We are very, very lucky. And so... Whatever you had done, whether it had been racing, television, or any other job, do you think you'd have applied the same principles to it that you do to the one that you're doing? Yes. Why not? I can't understand people who say, thank God it's Friday, you know, and, oh, it's Sunday night, we've got to go back to work on Monday. Why? Saturday and Sunday are the same. There could be eight days, and I'd vote for eight days in the week. I would. It's quite interesting, because I, when I started working with Channel 4, you were very much a, a sort of senior member of the, of the team, and mm. as was John McCreary, of course. Yeah, John. And although you are poles apart in many respects, your, your work ethic is actually quite, Most quite similar, completely driven by the, by the enthusiasm for the game and for the business of television. I love it. The, the horse racing and the horses and the people involved. You get the king and queens, the sheikhs. You get you and I at the bottom, you know, and, and everybody in between. It's, a, it's perhaps the one sport that encompasses everything. And you've got the horses. You know, that, that's what it's all about. You stand on the gallops at Newmarket, you watch the horses going up. You watch the racing, the stretching for the line. Others aren't quite as good. Oh, second. That's what it's all about. The money changing hands in the betting ring. Wow, it's got everything. Hasn't it? It has. It has. Of all the... I said four decades at the beginning of the programme mm. to make you feel better. Mm. But it's actually more like... Six, yeah, yeah, in in racing, yeah. and and right at the heart of the sport as well. There's some extraordinary stories along the way. In all that time as a broadcaster, what are you what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of trying to make racing enjoyable. That's what I'm most proud of. Apart from providing for my family and mm. all the, the the basics, that's that's what I'm I'm proud of. And I hope people. You know, they come up to you, say, I enjoyed the show on Sunday and all that. And it's lovely when people do that. And it is, it is great. And as long as I can still do that, 
uh, do the commentating now, and people come up and they say, um, it's a photo. Sam Tristan Davis always go, Tomo, it's a photo. And uh, it's not put on. It, it is a photo. Yeah. And it's exciting. And that's what it's about. And photograph, photograph. So, and I enjoy it. I get excited. Why shouldn't I get excited? When there's three horses in line going for the line, what do you do? Do you say, mm, it's a race? Yeah, go for it. But this is what I was getting at at the beginning, really, is that everyone has their little idiosyncrasies and foibles and habits and things that they do that then people pick up on. And, mm. and, and most people kind of try and retreat from them. But your, your sort of USP, if you like, is that you've embraced all your, the little things that make you different, the things that make you make the character of Tomo, and you've kind of uh, exaggerated them almost to, 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 to make you what you are. It's not put on. No, no I'm not saying it's no, put on, Tomo. I'm just saying just... that you, you, you embrace those things. Yes. You're saying, right, well, yes, I love that. When you say, here comes Frankie, or it's a photo where it's one for the exactly. judges. So you like it, but you, you, you love all that stuff. I do. People, somebody told me off the, once a steward uh, saying, uh, you can't say, here comes Frankie and all that. And I said, the most famous jockey in the world. And every time you say, here comes Frankie, there's a cheer. You can hear it going up from the grandstand, especially if they've backed the horse. So I think you've got to make it interesting. And sometimes it's not as interesting as it should be. So, you know, it's, it's great. I'm very lucky. You know, I mean, why isn't Bob Champion some Bob Champion? We're doing the Tom and Champ Roadshow now. We've done three so far. Part of the proceeds go to the Bob Champion Cancer Trust. It's been packed out. And we talk about the old days. We look ahead and we've got the film clips. And that's going well. I remember Saeed Bin Sarur walking at the stable for the first time. I was with Sheikh Mohammed, Simon Crisford, and he said, I'd like to introduce you to a guy from Hatta. He's a policeman. He didn't speak a word of English. And so Sheikh Mohammed said... Tomo, will you teach Saibinsura English? That's why he knows all the good swear words. But no, and you know, that's, things like that. Where could you get that in any other profession? Aren't we lucky? You were talking about going to America. You come to the Triple Crown, for, was it ABC? NBC. NBC. So, you know, you're so lucky and trying to fit everything in. And people say, oh, the jet lag and all that. Yes, but you live with a jet lag, don't you? Oh, listen, it's, it's the greatest job. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. We get paid for talking about what we love. And everybody does it in a, in a slightly different way. But you're someone who's garnered an enormous fascination because you have a very distinctive approach to it and a very distinctive style. There, as you point out in, in the book, and you've talked about before, and you talk about working with Andrew Franklin when he was the producer of Channel 4 Top Racing, as he, said, as he said to you, yeah. we need you as Tomo. We can't have you as somebody else. We need that's that's what we want you as this this very distinctive figure. It's interesting. I do. Um, so you have a brand, essentially, is what I'm saying. Before people talked about personal brands, yes. you had a brand. It, yes, the Tomo. Yeah, that, that is good. It used to be Del Boy. Pat Hedder used to call me Del Boy when you know Del Boy was all the rage. But then it became became Tomo. I tell you a few of the things that we do. You know, when Arrogate won the Dubai World Cup, mm. you were there. Mm -hmm. It came from last to first. One of the most incredible race I've ever seen. I just happened to be at Centro Nida a week later when he came back to the stable. And it was incredible. There was the horse with Bob Baffert and Mike Smith. I remember, um, what was the horse, Justify, when he, who won the Triple Crown yep. last year? Yep. I was there when Bob Baffert gave Mike Smith the leg up in his second race at Centro Nida. There were just the three of us there. I don't know where the owner was, whatever. And he whispered into the ear when he gave Mike Smith the leg up. Right? <laughs> So I said, what did you say to Mike? Don't get me taken off the air now. <laughs> no, he said, don't mess it up. <laughs> he perhaps used a different word, but don't mess it up. 
And I thought, what lovely instructions, rather than sit tight, take it up at the furlong marker, stretch down the far side, go whatever, don't mess it up. And I love that. And you you do a lot of work out in California. I know you do a lot of work for, for Abu Dhabi and the, the Arabian. Shea Mansour, the Shea festival. Mansour, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We do the, I tell you what we do. It's a true story. You know um, in Hollywood, yep. uh, we have the Dahlia well, Awards. Yes. You know, yeah. And you know where the uh, Oscars are? Yes, the, Oscars the Dolby Theatre. So about three weeks after that, we always do the Dahlia Awards every year, which is the Arabian Racing Awards in America. So I'm live on stage for about four hours doing the, the usual. And this year, just before the curtains opened, I dropped all my... Notes. So we had about 20 awards. So you, you know what your 20 awards and the five nominations are. And they were all in the wrong order. And the curtains opened. And I just managed to pick them up in time. So, hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dali Awards. Well, if any man, like, Tom, if I know any man who can, who yeah. can fill, fill space dun, without dun, notes, dun, dun, it's, dun. it's you. But that was, that was going. And I tell you what, that was a few months after the guy had uh, read out the wrong winner of the um, Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. And I think that, uh, that theatre might be jinxed <laughs> because I was holding them and they just fell. So you, you have all these experiences. You're, the you're, 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 still, you're working every single day. Now, like a lot of us in this industry, you're up one minute, down the next. You, you're in flavour of the month one minute. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants you the next minute. Mm -hmm. But you've managed to sustain that, that level of work. Um, how have you done that? Through enthusiasm, through hopefully my homework. I do a lot of homework. My uh, late father-in-law was Bill McLaren, the great rugby commentator. I was married to his uh, youngest daughter, Janie, sadly, no longer with us, but a, a lovely, lovely lady. And I remember going to stay with him for the first time in Hoyk, and he had this big sheet of paper, and it was England, Scotland, the 15, and the, the writing was so minute, you could hardly read it, but that was absolutely full. That was his homework. Yeah. And I thought, he didn't even need to do homework, he's the greatest commentator, sports commentator of all time. And I thought, if he does that, Christ, what have I got to do? So I do my homework day in, day out. Of finding opportunities as well. I mean, I, I sort of think a lot of people who work in this industry now have their own little cottage industries. And I was talking about people making brands, what have you. In, in a sense, you were that a long, long time before anybody else was like that, when everyone else was thinking of their lives in, in kind of quite a linear way. Well, I go from here to here to here, and then I go to BBC, or then I do this, and then I go to China. Now the media is so much more sort of multi- oh, yes. Social and, media. And, exactly. Yes. It, 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 essentially, do you see a bit more of Tomo and everyone else now than, than you used to? That's does, a that make any, does that make any sense? That's a very... Do you see a bit more of the wheeler dealer in more, in, more, in more people? In one or two people, yes. You notice it because I, I watch closely. I watch all the, the racing channels and watch them very closely. And yes, there's one or two different aspects coming into play. And you can see the people who are doing it. Others, no, but that's their way. That doesn't matter. Um, but no, I, I, I don't put it on, honestly, Nick. No, I, 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 I know just, you don't. I've known just, you for, I've known you for like a long time, nearly twenty years. Yes, and, and exactly. You a, I remember the first time, time you joined. Do you remember? And you were wearing that funny tie. Was I? Yes, you were. What Channel Four? Yes. Yeah, Newbury, I think, was the first. Yeah, I remember. To, then went to Redcar about two weeks later. And I said, "Are you feeling lucky?" And said it many times subsequently, <laughs> Tomo. It is terrible. And I did my best to laugh every time. I like the socks, by the way. Thank you very much. Why have you not eaten these? They've been sitting here for two I'll hours. I'll tell you exactly why. Because why? the first show we ever did, Eve yeah. Johnson-Horton was sitting where you're sitting, or she was here as part of the panel, and yeah. uh, she was halfway through a bite of one of those, and we came back in vision, I think it's put everyone off. It's Neil Channing often, often, takes, a, often takes a croissant. Really? So he does. Yes. He does. So I'm, I'm going to ask you this now. 
Do you envisage the the Tomo Roadshow, the Tomo brand, just carrying on as it is forever and a day? I hope so. Obviously, I'm not getting any younger. I'm, you know. Do you so feel well. fit enough to do it? Yeah, I, I I don't stay up partying, you know, like you know we used to years ago. Um, uh, so I'm sort of in bed. I read the Racing Post one minute past nine virtually every right. every night. If I don't, uh, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll read it then, you know, for 20 minutes and fall back to sleep. I go jogging every morning or try and go walking and jogging every morning, walk down the hill, run up it, walk down the hill, run up it, try, and that clears the head, hopefully, and then it sets you up for the day. Well, you talk about social media. I'm, I came into the game a bit after you did, and you had a pretty established position where you could probably... Be fairly relaxed in the knowledge that no one was going to um, come up to you and slag you off to your face on a, mm. on a regular basis. Now, if you're someone with a with a big defined personality, you'll get a lot of praise, and I'm sure you will be now with people watching the show. But you'll get a lot of criticism oh. as well. Oh, stacks a lot. Stacks. Is it is it that you've got to hide like a rhino, or actually can it hurt? And does it bother you? If people are saying, oh, Tomo this, he's a this and he's a that and he's a that and he gives out duff tips and he charges people this and he loves yeah. his money and all the rest of it, all, that, all the stuff that we're familiar with. I just block him. Do you? You just block him. If you think about that, you wouldn't be able to get out of bed. And the sad part about that is, luckily, we can mm. take it. There are people who can't take it. There are young people at school who we hear about and read about um, where they've been bullied and, and what have you. Um, I certainly don't like bullies. And if they want to, come and talk to me face-to-face and ask me why I've done it, because I've never intentionally hurt anybody. I've never tried to, you know, be rude. I've always tried to tell the truth. So um, why? So that is the the bad part about social media, and I'm pleased that the government is now getting a few things sorted, but they need to get a lot of things sorted. But the good part about social media, of course, is that it's, it's... You get it's threatening to put you. It's threatening to put you at number one. We could be number one. We could be with the remix of "Are You Well?" Are you well? <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? Crazy. I, I don't really know. I, I think I, I, I wonder whether the whole medium has just consumed itself in a sort of. It's Greg James' fault. I blame him. He's the one. But it, he's no, honestly, he's so good. Listen to him on Radio One. It's a brilliant show. Absolutely superb. So honestly, he, he's good. But it, it's. I'm enjoying it. I'm driving along. I don't think you ever don't enjoy it. But I think you enjoy everything. I'm listening to Radio 1, and, and it's me. And you think, what? Sorry, what? It's, it, it's crazy. So, but it's good. But if it's good for racing, I try and push racing all the time. That's what I do. Luck on Sunday. Proudly sponsored by Albastiet Cruel Dubai.